0: to this day I think, you know, from oh four, five and six, I think we should have won two national championships. Um, we had some, some tough losses spread out in there that, you know, we may not have should have lost. Um, we had some injuries that could have could've hurt us. Um, you know, but we, we went out there and we left it all on the field. Uh one thing we always knew there was injuries. It's always next man up and, Nine times out of ten, you know that next man up comes out there and and plays a pretty good job and does what he's supposed to do. Um, It's just, it's just tough, man. Coming from uh, the competitors that we are, you know, we our our goal every season was to win a national championship. And to fall short doesn't mean it was a disappointment. It just means that we still have some things to work on. We try to do that every year. Welcome to Talkin' SEC. Writer, photographer, and producer Philip Jordan discusses the latest news and breaks down the biggest games with the best analysts around. Now, from Southeast Alabama, a state that
1: knows its sports, here is Philip Jordan. And that was the voice of Danny Ware, who played for the Georgia Bulldogs from 2003 to 2006, and two time Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants, both the Super Bowls defeating New England Patriots. Welcome into the return episode of Talking SEC. The Phil Jordan podcast has reverted back to Talking SEC here over at Blue Wire Hustle. I am your host, Philip Jordan, Flash World College Football, 96.9, the legend in Dozen, Alabama, where I'm the in studio host and producer for Dutton Woods Football. Uh, special Friday edition of the show. I'll let you know why we're coming to you on a Friday instead of next week in just a few moments but remember you can find the podcast on apple podcast spotify blue wire hustle uh wherever you get your podcast it is there and if you're on Apple podcast please subscribe rate and review it really means a lot to do that if you leave a review i will read it on a future edition of the show and remember you can email me at sports phil at gmail.com and you can reach me on twitter at p jordan SEC. You're going to have a good show for you here on this friday i'm going to be joined as i said off the top there and you heard a clip from the interview that is danny ware former georgia running back from 2003 2006 and uh we are going to talk about a lot of things he is going to be at the CS sports event in warner Robins, georgia on june 26 at the end of the show i'll let you guys know where exactly you can go find that at and give you some more information and some other names uh, that you can check out there uh, get autographs from and all that good stuff so we'll we'll talk about that his expectation what he's looking forward to most at the event on June 26th or Torstowski will be there as well who you heard on the podcast earlier in the week and also uh, me and Danny talk about his his time as a Georgia Bulldog his NFL career what he's up to now and get his thoughts on the upcoming season for the Georgia Bulldogs so a lot of good stuff there now you will hear us of uh, reference this upcoming week this podcast episode originally was going to run next week uh, but due to some changeovers going on uh, the podcast will not be one next week at all so it will be will not be an episode of talking sec so that is why i'm dropping this on a friday so just letting you guys know that so you may hear some wordage in there like this coming saturday which if you're listening on friday don't want you to go the 19th of june and warner robbins thinking the autograph it is june 26th. so just let you guys know on that if there's any confusion right there with that and then but the following week we'll be back uh talking sec with regularly scheduled episodes so if you guys check it out and i appreciate everybody coming on and uh we're here talking sec is back They're not going anywhere again it's been an interesting uh, couple of months to say the least for me on the podcast side of things different networks and different names and stuff like that but talking ssc is back and i'm glad and it's a lot of fun i have this title back and uh we're gonna have a lot of fun but anyways i have rambled on for three minutes to kick off this podcast i know you guys are want to hear danny Ware. you are going to hear my interview with him so let's go ahead and get that going and i think you're going to enjoy a good 27 minute interview Everybody, you know, I had Troy Sadowski on the podcast last week, and he is going to be at the CES Sports Event in Warner Robins, Georgia, on June 26th. But joining me now is another former Georgia great uh, that will be there as well, signing autographs for the fans we meet. And that is Danny Ware, He Georgia running back from 2003, 2006, and uh, an NFL from 2007, 2012, two-time Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants. And uh, Danny, uh, I told you this off the air, but I do appreciate you, uh, you jumping on for a few minutes and, uh, and talking with us. Oh,
0: man, no
1: problem at all. It's my pleasure. I Thank you for having me on here. Yeah, I was looking forward to having you on. A lot of fun stuff to talk to you about with your career. And, uh, you know, we're going to get your thoughts on the upcoming season for Georgia Bulldogs as well because uh, they are uh, a lot of high expectations there in Athens, as there always is every single year but uh just you know first up just you know this event coming up on june 26th and uh when people will be hearing this will be this upcoming saturday uh just uh for you uh ha- have you ever done one of these events before and how excited are you just kind of mingle with the with some with some football fans
0: oh man uh i've done a few of them in the past uh it's been a been a couple years since i've done one um but it, it never gets old uh getting to go in there and hang out with some of your old teammates. Um, and one thing I really kind of look forward to is just seeing some of the cool things that fans may bring up. You know, they, they have all kinds of things that, you know, you may not ever even think about. And, and when they bring it to you, to sign it's like, oh, man, that's cool. So I, I look forward to that. And like I say, you know, hanging out with my, my old teammates, or old alumni buddies that, uh you know, got to go through the same things that I did as a, as a collegiate athlete and um, just reminiscing a little bit. Always pretty fun.
1: Okay, you mentioned the different things some fans may bring to you when you've done these things in the past. Uh, what's probably one of the—I don't want to say weirdest, but one of the kind of uh, outside the box things a fan has asked you to uh to sign?
0: Uh, from from a baby, anything from a baby to you know, uh, got this buddy up in New York. He, he they call him the license plate guy. And he's always had these these. Uh, you know, wild and crazy license plates that come off cars that, you know, major fans have, have presented to him and, you know, sign one of those with, with your number and maybe almost your name on the, on the back of it is kind of pretty cool.
1: You know, and of course, this being in Warner Robins, Georgia, uh, and, you know, I I would assume there's going to be a lot of Georgia fans there wanting to to meet you and all the others that are there as well. Just uh, how how would you best, you know, people listening here, you know, maybe, you know, are not familiar with, you know, how Georgia fans are. How would you best describe uh, the supporters of the Georgia Bulldogs, especially when you were playing?
0: Man, blue, red, and black. Georgia, don't talk about Georgia unless you want a problem. Uh... You know, they ride with us to the end, no matter what. Um, They always show major support, uh, no matter what it is, whether it's a game or any kind of little uh, football camp or, uh, you know, any kind of uh, fundraiser, any kind of event. You know, Georgia's always shown up and shown out, all the fans. Um, They're they're heavy into it, and, you know, it's something that you appreciate. You know, you, you, you look forward to that on game days. Those fans being crazy and wild, and you know, making all the noise that they can, and, and, and getting the stadium really buzzing. Um, you know, to see them outside of the stadium is it's pretty amazing. And you know, they they still have that same heart, and I wouldn't I wouldn't trade for anything in the world.
1: You know, and uh, you talk about you know your career at Georgia. You know, I, I told you this off air. I'm always fascinated. Uh, you know. You, Come from uh, Rock, Rock Mart, Georgia, and uh, just you know, growing up in the state. Uh, for you, was was playing for Georgia always kind of a dream of yours.
0: Um, uh, you know, I I I really don't know if it was a dream growing up. I just wanted to play uh, uh-huh. college ball, but you know, once I got over and I started the recruiting process, and I met Coach Rick and Coach Bobo, and um, I seen the things that Georgia was doing at the time. You know, they were kind of recreating themselves. Um, Coach Reagan got hired in 2001, um, so they had just went to the SEC championship in 2002. So it was it was major events going on over at the University of Georgia, and being you know a hometown kid, I, I wanted nothing more than to be at a, a, a great place like Athens, where my parents and uh, former high school friends and things like that could get over and, and watch me play without having to jump on a plane or drive 18 hours and you know when the opportunity came uh Georgia offered me i i took it hands down
1: i took about two visits and that was all i needed you know in, in your playing style just you know growing up you know playing a position of running back you know and playing at georgia uh were there any running backs during that time you, you kind of pattern yourself after or you were like hey i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna play my own game uh but was there any guys like running backs you did look up to back then
0: uh not really i mean I, I i followed a few of them but no. I, my my running style is always a little bit different from theirs um a lot of people say you know me and me and craig lumpkin had the same same running style uh we were there at the same time and which is kind of funny cuz uh after we both went to the NFL you know we we had to play against each other and uh <laughs> we watched a film one day and Lo and behold, we looked just like each other out there running around. And it was like, oh, okay, now I see it. Um, so uh, it was kind of it was kind of cool. But other than that, man, I just tried to run like myself. Um, I wanted to, to, to be a guy that could break tackles and could hit the home run as well. Um, and, you know, I uh, wanted to be a strong runner that, you know, as the game got on, I got stronger and stronger. So um, I think I just kind of just put those – those attributes in my game, and, and, and try
1: to run with it. Yeah, what was that first experience like? The first time you got ready, particularly in the SEC game in your college career. You know, I mean, just, I mean, going from high school to your first SEC game. Just what was the environment? You know, the experience like, and just the differences when you get in that first game, especially against an SEC opponent.
0: Oh man, it was, uh, it, was, it, was it was crazy. Uh, butterflies through the roof. Uh, I had gained about 20 pounds of muscle, so uh, it, it was it was exciting to see what I could do with the with the new weaponry. I suppose with, uh, with all the muscles and speed, and, um, you know, getting to run behind those guys that I, I had been practicing with, and you know, bleeding, sweating, and crying with out there on the field during practice, summer camp, uh, mat drills, and you know, just. Seeing something different than, than high school, um, it, it was amazing. And then the you know the stadium was packed out, and fans were screaming and yelling, and the opponents were talking trash. And it, it was a sight, man. It was, it was something that you can't really you can't really explain. I mean, you know, you got ninety thousand people in the stadium screaming, and you can still hear the quarterback talking to you on the field. I don't think people understand how finely tuned uh, college athletes are. And you know, being able
1: to go out there and showcase that was, was incredible. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. You know, look, and, and I tell people all the time, I'm biased for the SEC. my Twitter handle is PJordanSEC, so I mean, I'm, I'm all SEC all the time, anyways. But uh, just going on the road in the SEC, I mean, I, I mean, you people, you know, fans go to the games, say you know, you know, they see how loud it is, and you watch these games on TV when we have full crowds and when we're able to have full stadiums. How loud it is from TV, just. As a player, though, just going into those environments—I mean, I mean—how tough was it, you know, going on the road in the SEC?
0: Uh, I mean, it was tough from a player standpoint, just because everybody in the SEC, you know, every every team in the SEC is, you know, the, the, the best. Um, you know, they, they they work hard just like you do, and you know, they have the, the 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 talent that you have on your squad. As far as uh like the crowd noise and stuff man like I say we're, we're, we're finally tuned athletes and we practice and practice and practice and learn how to like home in on, on the things that we need to home in also you know that part don't really bother it's just you know sometimes you know you play a team that just has your number or you play a team that you can just manhandle and you know it's just any given Saturday you, you never know. Every team out there is pretty doggone
1: good, I can say that. You know, speaking of team, that was pretty good. You know, in 05, you guys won the SEC championship. And, uh, you know, uh, I know, of course, there were some tough losses in there. He beat LSU uh, in the SEC championship game. Just so, what what do you remember most from that team in 05? We had all the talent in the world. (laughs) I'll
0: tell everybody to this day, I think, you know, from 04, 05, 06, I think we should have won two national championships. Um, we had some, some tough losses spread out in there that, you know, we may not have should have lost. Uh, we had some injuries that could have could have hurt us. Um, you know, but we, we went out there and we left it all on the field. Uh, one thing we always knew, there was injuries. It's always next man up. And nine times out of ten, you know, that next man up comes out there and, and plays a pretty good job and does what we're supposed to do. Um, it's just, it's just tough, man, coming from, uh, the competitors that we are, you know, we, our, our goal every season was to win the championship and to fall short doesn't mean it was a disappointment. It just means that we still have some things to work on. You know, we try to do that every
1: year. You know, and I... I'll just say this. I remember that team, and I just you know been thinking lately. You know, with this twelve-team playoff, man, I bet you would love to had had that back when you were playing, get it in the playoff, and you know, let's just yeah, let's go see. Yeah.
0: Definitely, it was, it was. It was. I think about it all the time. Like, man, what would have happened if we had been in there? You know, a team can just get rolling, man. And get get that momentum going at the right time, and everybody's playing together. The sky's the limit. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot of good ball out there now. It's just man, we we had our days, and I don't regret anything. You know, I just I wish we could have done
1: a little bit more. <laughs> Your time there at Georgia, I mean, y'all had a, a pretty much a, a good set, a good running back group. You know, yourself, you had Thomas Brown, you know, uh Craig Lincoln, you know, he was hurt in 'o four, but 'o five and 'o six he was there as well. Just, uh, I mean, how how great and talented was that? Was that running back room you guys had while you were there?
0: Yeah, we had a pretty good we had a pretty good group, man. Uh nobody was ever selfish. Um, everybody wanted to be the man, but we all we all realized that there was too much talent in the room for just one person to uh to take over. Um, so we, we, we tried to handle it as best we could. Uh it was tough just because, you know, one guy may start one day and another guy may start the next day and then you got Two other guys that's coming off the bench that you know you want to go out there and, and, and show what you can do. Everybody wanted to wanted to get a hundred yards or touchdowns or whatever the case may be, and you know being limited with the amount of carries and coming off the bench, the bench kind of cold. You know sometimes that hindered that that opportunity, but you know we made the best of it. I think we we showed uh, true character by by handling ourselves. Nobody. Ever wanted to to leave? Um, everybody wanted to stay there and fight, and you know, see what see what what the possibilities were. Um, so, and we also you know made lifelong friends in the process. Just knowing that we would go to bat for each other any day of the week. So we're all we're all pretty much in touch these days, and kind of keep up with each
1: other. And I think that's that's probably one of the best things we could ever ask for course you know your head coach was Mark rick and i was always you know enjoyed you know you know watching his teams play you know and you know just you know him as well just you know a high quality guy you know from you know that standpoint also you know just for you just you know what what stood out and what made uh martin rick Mark rick really uh
0: i mean Mark rick is Mark rick i mean when you hear his name uh they don't do nothing but bring smiles, you know. Uh, from a coaching standpoint, you know, he was a offensive genius. He um, knew how to, uh, what's the word, he was the the, uh, the quarterback whisperer. Um, and then you uh, knew how to get his team fired up and ready to play. Uh, you know, we had, when I was there, we had three 10-win seasons, so, you know, that's pretty awesome and hard to do in the SEC. As a person, um, you, you'll never find a, another person that's better than him. Um, from a Christian standpoint to a guy that rarely said a cuss word, and if he did, it was because he was just you know, disappointed or you know, upset about something that, that really just got to him. But other than that, you know, he He's always there for you. You can call him any time of day, any time of night. Um, and he just made sure his players were taken care of. Um, you know, I, I think the world of him, he, he's always been, you know, the guy that you see on TV with with his, his Christian attributes to, you know, his personal self at home. You know, bring us over to his house to meet his family and eat dinner and, socialized and it was just always amazing, man. He he, he kept high quality guys around him, and you know, that's one thing I, I will say, man. He, he's always been high character, high quality, and just a man of his word.
1: Of course, you went on. and You played in the National Football League, and it just you know. And I'm curious. I Always loved asking this question when I get a chance to talk to people who played in in the NFL. Just when you go from college to the NFL, what what is that biggest difference there in that transition?
0: Uh, you're you're playing against grown men that's getting paid (laughs) 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 and and then you know uh, I think the attention to detail the the attention to detail changes I think you know when when you're getting paid to do something uh, perfection is the requirement Um, and I I think that you know you also have the, the, the grown men that have access to, you know, more training than just working out at the facility. You know, they got personal trainers. They got uh, health coaches. They're, they're eating better. They're, you know, doing all these things to help their body recover faster. Um, things that you don't really know about in college that, you know, you find out about once you get to the next level. And, it, it plays a major factor. Um, I think, you know, being uh, playing the, the, the schedules that we play, you know, everybody in the NFL is uh, beefed up SEC. So, you know, that beating was something, you know, 10, 11 games out the year. Now you're playing 16 games. You know, it's, 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 it's something else. <laughs>
1: Oh, you know, and you were talking about you know a twelve team playoff, and you get the team get hot and come together at the end of the year. You know they can make a run in a, you know NFL. Uh, you guys did that two thousand seven, you know, won, the, won the, the first Super Bowl, beating the New England Patriots. So y'all, uh, the New York Giants, uh, diminished a little bit of time, Brady. You know, stopped him from having too many Super Bowls at the current moment. But uh, you know what, what was it, what was about that team? You know, you, you guys, you know, especially like down the stretch that year. You know, was able to go on that run. Yeah, I think everybody just believed. Uh, you know, we,
0: we we started gelling toward the end of the year. Um, and when we played the Patriots that last game of the year, you know, we all we all felt like we should have won that game. So, I think everybody kind of put it in their minds that if we ever play these guys again, uh, we're going to beat them. And, uh, you know, we, we, we just locked in and try to play the best football that we could uh a lot of fun a lot of a lot of hard work and dedication and you no know, guys just bought into the to the program and, and, and we just went out there and done
1: it. it just you know and you did it twice you know playing in the super bowl what what is that whole lead up like you know getting ready i mean you see you know he as a fan you see all the you know press conference you know players have to go through and all the stuff that leads up to the game and then the game is finally there on that day on that Sunday y'all kick off around you kick off around 5:30 but what 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 is does two weeks like just leading up to the game
0: it's a circus <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, it's just you know it's things that that comes with it uh, and our job is to be professional and Know, stay focused on the task at hand, uh, which is to win. Uh, but you know, it, it it also brings a lot of fun to it. You know, getting to do interviews and taking pictures, meeting all the celebrities that come in town, all the events that go on, and you know, uh, come together and working and, and trying to finish the goal. Um, and it, it, it it's amazing. I mean, you know, we we're in Arizona. The first year, and then in Indianapolis the next. Uh,
1: you know, it's, it's, it's a crazy experience. and it just you know when the game is over, and both those games, you know, you guys playing the Patriots were tremendous games. Came down to the you know to the very end. So, but when the fourth quarter is over with, and you are Super Bowl champions, just w- w- what is that feeling like?
0: Disbelief. I mean, not disbelief, but unbelievable. <laughs> it's. it's, it's come true, uh, you know. I, I don't think it set in for you know uh, a few minutes, or maybe about an hour. Like, okay, we just won the Super Bowl. It's like, wow, you know, all that hard work paid off. You know, you can go down the go 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 down the checklist and, and check it all off. The uh, end and, goal was to win the Super Bowl. You, you do it, and it's just like, keep breathing. Now you can relax. Uh, take you a couple weeks off, and it's time to get to work again. We're trying to do it again. Uh, it, it's fun though, man. Everybody from you know the equipment the equipment manager to the owner of the team is just blown away, having fun, excited, um, just loving life at the moment. You know, and it's, just, it's something that I don't think unless you experience it, uh, you'll understand what I'm saying. It's,
1: a lot, man. You know, and you know, just you know, looking at your your football career, college, pro, you know, even high school. Just you know, for you, oh, what stands out the most when you look back at your your time playing the game of football?
0: The fun I had playing. Uh, I think you know, uh, once you start playing football, learning, and, and then trying to perfect whatever position that you're playing, and you may not perfect it, but you get darn good at it. Uh, it's, it's, a, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you can be proud of. Uh, I think um, the relationships that models, the game of football, the characteristics that you learn, life lessons, uh, This it's something amazing. I, I don't think uh, too many sports off of that, um, and you know, it's, it's it's a brutal sport, but at the same time, you know, we we knew we we're signing up for when we when we started playing, and maybe not all of it, but for the most part, you know, I think anybody that played football would turn around and do it again if they could, um, and and just the joy that it brought. Football is my first love, so you know. When it was over it was like boo-hoo really <laughs> crying like
1: you know what's next mm-hmm. uh, but, I, but i enjoy it every minute of it you know, you know i kept it a couple minutes longer than i said i was so i got a uh, you know one two more questions for you and i'll let you go Oh, uh, but uh, you know it's coming up season. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs—they uh there's a lot, a lot of high expectations, which I know that's you know you played there. I mean, it is that's what it is every single year. Uh, but this team, you know, it looks like they, the talent is there. To this team could be do do something special, perhaps win a national championship th- this year. Uh, just for you, uh, for this Georgia Bulldogs team coming up, what what are your thoughts of the expectations and what this team needs to do to, to get over that hump and, uh, and bring the first national championship since 1980?
0: And my expectations are always high. I hold I hold those young guys to, and the coaches to the highest standard. Uh, You know, having played there, I I know what we expected of ourselves. So I I have to expect the same thing from them. Um, You know, I'm I'm expecting great things. They they have a nice core group of guys there. Uh, Coaching is is, is, has always been there. Um, You know, it's, it's just up to them to take the coach and apply it on the field. Uh, I think the one thing that, that we, we have to do is win those close games. Um, we can't, we can't lose those games that we look back and say, Hey, we should have did this on third and five or third and two. and Maybe we would have won. You know, we just, we just have to take advantage of every opportunity and go out there and get it, man. Uh, Nothing's given, um, as we can we can see, or we may have been given a few nest championships already. So uh, I think I think if they're They're buying into the system. They're they're working, um, and, and, and they're trying to you know prove all the doubters wrong. Uh, I think I think a lot of people always say this is our year, this is our year, uh, but for me, it's not our year until the job is done. So I think. Um, with that being said, I think I think those guys are kind of probably tired of, of, of hearing that too, and just want to go out there and play ball and, and show the world that they can be champions.
1: You know, and, and just finally, uh, for, you know, the Georgia fans or, you know, any NFL fans that followed your career, uh, uh, what, are, what are you up to nowadays? Uh, you know, as you, you know, of course, we got the event coming up, so they'll be able to come out and see you and uh, get, you know, autographs and stuff like that and talk to you. But uh, uh, what are you up to nowadays?
0: Oh, man, I'm a inside sales manager at a petroleum distribution company, uh, Allen Gas Station work all across the South uh, from from uh, new gas stations being built to already existing. We handle all the uh, point-of-sale stuff on the inside to, you know, the dispensers outside, the, everything from the, the, the tanks in the ground to, you know, a little bit of everything. Um, and I do real estate on the side um, and hopefully trying to grow that to, you know, where where it may be my my main source of income, but as of now, it's just a a, a side thing. But I have fun, and it um, gives me time. Kids, uh, family, you know, it's um, a decent living. So I'm just enjoying it and, and, and trying to grow every day that I can.
1: That sounds awesome. And uh, if anybody out there, is there any uh, social media they can follow you on if they want to keep up with you?
0: Uh... I mean, I got my Facebook. I don't really know my my tag. I think it's just Danny Ware. Okay. I may have two of them out there. I don't know. Um, And Instagram is uh Mister D Ware. Uh, nope, it's uh, Mister Mr. Mister Real Estate twenty one twenty eight. Still working on that. I'm a newbie on the the Instagram, so uh, I don't have Twitter or anything else. So that's about it for me.
1: Okay. Smart man on the Twitter part. Smart man on the Twitter part. If I did wasn't doing this, I wouldn't be on there myself. So just you know, I'll just say that on that one. Uh, but anyway,s uh, hey, I've had a I've had a lot of fun uh, talking to you on here. I know I've kept you about seven minutes longer than I said I was. I going to keep it twenty. We're at twenty seven right now. But uh, I do appreciate you taking the time, and I hope you know maybe we can uh, do this again and catch up and uh, talk some more football and uh, maybe during the season and see how the Georgia Bulldogs are doing. Yeah, no problem at all. Just let me know.
0: Uh, I'm always interested and. In- you know, maybe we can get get together one day and uh, go over a game while it's going on or something. I'll give you some thoughts on what's going on or what I think they should do. You know, kind of broadcast a
1: little bit. All right. Sounds good. I, I, I'll, that'll be that'll be a great time. I'll be a very intrigued. I'm always looking for that inside stuff on the, on the game of football. But uh, once again, Danny, I do appreciate the time. And as I said, I hope we can do this again sometime down the road.
0: Sounds like a plan. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Thanks again to Danny Ware for being on this edition of Talking SEC. We appreciate him taking out the time to come on the show. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation. Hope we can get him on sometime down the road and kind of continue that. There was some. There was a lot of other things I wanted to ask while I had him on the phone, but we had already hit twenty-seven minutes, which I had told him twenty. And we went seven over that, so I, you know, wanted to let him go. Didn't want to keep him too long. So uh, maybe down the road we'll get that part two, and uh, we get to ask some more smart questions about his playing days, and uh, get his thoughts on you know, hopefully during the season, the Georgia Bulldogs, as we discussed there. A couple things got here. I'm not going to talk long on any news topics here. Just kind of quickly, a couple things I saw really today on Thursday, uh, as I was getting ready to do this episode and editing that interview with Danny. I did see uh, Kirby Smart and Lane Kiffin are both in favor. They like the expansion of 12-team playoff. Uh, I gave my, my thoughts on that. I'm not going to get in that too much again this week, and I went about, what, 10, 11 minutes on that last week in the open. Uh, not last week, earlier in the week. Just everything's running together. But, okay, from the Lane Kiffin side of thing, he is the Ole Miss head coach, and so let's be honest here. Ole Miss was never getting into the 14 playoff. It was never going to happen. Uh, it's just – they're never going to have the talent to do so, and unless they just caught lightning in a bottle one year with a special quarterback, it just wasn't going to happen. But now, with 12 teams, an Ole Miss team could, you know, if you got a couple big wins, maybe you upset Alabama in a game or upset a couple SSC teams, you had a big non-conference game. You won that. You could at 10-2 or maybe in a crazy year, 9-3, Ole Miss now has the capability and the chance to make the playoff. Now, Kirby's smart on the side of it. Now, there's been a couple instances lately or in his tenure at Georgia where Georgia didn't make the 14 playoff, but maybe perhaps they could have made a 12-team playoff. Now, of course, they made it after the 2017 season when they won the NCC title game, but that was when they lost to Alabama in the national championship game. Now, the following year in 2018, there was a big discussion whether georgia should get in or not when they lost that very close game to alabama in the the championship game but they also had already had a blowout loss that year to lsu but there was a lot of people out there really arguing for georgia to get in as the fourth team that year i mean of course they didn't uh they didn't get in or that was the year they lost to texas i believe in their bowl game yeah texas yeah so, they, that didn't happen. So, they would have got in that year uh, in the 12-team playoffs, without a doubt. I feel like 2019, when they when they lost to LSU in the NCAA championship game, I feel like – I mean, they got blown out. But I still feel like they would have been one of the top 12 teams there. So, there's another instance. And then last year, they would have got in. They would have got in. And the way they were playing toward the end of the year with JT Daniels when he took over those last four to beat Cincinnati in their bowl game, and the offense just looked different. That would have been a dangerous team. So, you're looking – a scenario, or high, highly likely, that Georgia would have been in the college football playoff every year from 2017 on if they'd had a 12-team playoff. But they've only made the one in the four-team model, and that was 2017, where they lost to Alabama in the national championship game. So I, you know, that's probably why Georgia said I'm for it because if you look at your, your your career, you would have been in the playoff. And like I said, once again last year's Georgia team that could have made some noise and the 2018 team could as well I mean they took Alabama to the limit until the reverse happened where Tua got hurt and Jalen came in Where the year before Jalen got pulled and then Tua came in so for Georgia that that would have been an opportunity for them so a lot of teams are probably going to be in favor of this uh, we'll see. Uh, it's, it's going to be interesting, but you know we are all excited, or some people are excited about it. I'm not in the greatest favor of 12 teams. I would have been fine with eight, but 12, I kind of have issue with. But uh, yeah, a lot of teams are going to be happy about that. We'll we'll see how this goes going forward. But also, uh, it's not coming up this year. We're still only going to have four teams getting the playoffs this year. It would be 2023 when this could be implemented, if it does happen. And then, uh, just uh, real quickly, Auburn and Miami are going to play in football. They have not played in a while since nineteen eighty four. Auburn leads all time series seven to four. Uh, they will play in twenty twenty nine for the uh, for that one. For the, so they'll play a game for the first time in over forty years, and then they'll play again on twenty thirty. The twenty uh, nine game will be an away game, and then uh, for Auburn, and then the home game in 2030 so that's some kind of scheduling news uh they are late in the week in the sec i'm gonna get out of here because like i said uh, we are over 30 minutes we're way over 30 minutes i went 50 minutes early in the week i'm trying to i try to keep the podcast you know somewhere around the 35 minute mark which we we'll probably went over on this episode as well like i said we'll not have a podcast next week Oh, real quickly. I had almost forgot to mention uh, where you can find the CS sports event going on in Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, we are just doing this podcast on the fly right here. Um, very, very probably a bad way of doing it, but I think this is real and authentic. So we're going to roll with it like this. Let me find it. Okay. It's June 26th. From 11 a.m. to 3, 3 o'clock p.m., autograph card show. Now, there also will be a just a card show overall from 9 to 3, but the autograph portion will be 11 a.m. to 6. That's in Georgia, so that will be Eastern time. So just remember that if you're listening to this on the Central Time Zone. It is at the Kerry W. Martin Conference Center in Warner Roberts, Georgia. Uh, some names you can see there will be Otis Nixon, uh, John Davis, Caleb King, uh, Martez Milner, Odell Thurman, uh, Donnell Nixon, Lars Tate, Chaz Little, Troy will be there, of course, and also Danny Ware will be there. So go, if you can, if you can be a Warner Robbins on June 26th, go. And, uh, please check that out. Uh, should be a lot of fun for anybody that goes out there and attends that event. All right. Now I'm going to get out of here. And, uh, like I said, we'll not be a podcast next week, but the following week we'll be back with more talking SEC. But if you want to hear this pristine voice, you can check out the Wiregrass High School Football Report making its return. That's the high school football podcast I do in the Wiregrass area, which is Southeast Alabama. So go check that out. If you, you know, if you're in around that area or from that area, you want to listen to some good high school football podcast uh, talk, uh, please, uh, would appreciate if you did that. And guys, I just want to say I hope everybody has a great weekend. Love each other. Take care of each other. And I'll talk to you guys later on down the road.
0: Thank you for listening to Talkin' SEC. Follow Philip on social media at PJordanSEC and the show at Talkin' SEC Pod. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time when we're talking SCC.